We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The exclamation point last night. Welcome back. Sports Radio 94 WIP. You Douglas, Joe Giulio, Nick Urshaw behind the glass today. You guys with us, 215-592-9494. And uh, that sequence last night, that had, that had everything there. You you had the shot by Tobias. You had the defensive play by James Harden. The dunk by uh, by Joel. The crowd going crazy. And I love Kevin Harlan. He's good on those broadcasts. Yeah, he did a really good job of setting all of that up, man. And, and just the, the excitement and the electricity that you felt in that building through that sequence. People were up and they were they were yelling and screaming. It was a lot better than it was in the first half. Well, that's for sure. And, and the way they finished that game is, is having me believe this Sixers team is different. It's the first time in five years I believe they are actually truly a title contender. Are you there? Are you believing in this Sixers team? 215-592-9494. It gets you aboard here. Let's go to Ryan in the Northeast. Hey, Ryan. Hey, good afternoon, guys. Congrats What's going on, on the show. Thank Thanks you very much, hey, sir. You're telling me you wouldn't have rather heard Kate Scott on that call than Kevin Harlan? Uh, you know what? Kate's done a nice job, but <laughs> no, I, uh, hey, no, I love hey, Harlan. No, I love Harlan. <laughs> Kevin Harlan's one of the best. Yes. Um, you know, you guys are saying they haven't been out the second round since uh, Iverson. They've only been out the second round once in the last 40 years. Yeah, you, you're right. Brian, you're right. When you, when you put it that way, it's, it's – Yeah, I know. I suffered through every one of them. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm 36. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, that, that's my lifetime. I mean, it's, it's my whole <laughs> life, yeah. Uh, so, listen – I've been one of Embiid's biggest critics. I'm actually a reason he said fans want to get traded because me and him got into it before the Lakers game. Um, what do you mean? You like at the game or like on? You was like heckling. Yeah, we had a confrontation before the game. Well, t- t- tell us about it. I got to hear this story. Well, I asked PJ Tucker how many Embiid Under Armors he had in his sneaker collection, <laughs> and then I basically told Embiid that he was a seven foot Carmelo Anthony. That all he did was shoot jump shots. He didn't make anybody better. He didn't make his team a winner. And I just wanted him to go down low and rebound. And that's coming to my point on the call. And he walked over and gave me the middle finger with the kids there. Um, Man. And then I mean, that, gave, I, before you go on, Ryan, that, that, that's a, pre- that's a pretty good zinger, by the way, a seven-foot Carmelo yeah, Anthony. I mean, well, like, I'm, I'm pretty good at them. Yeah, but, you, you uh, Especially on stuff I'm knowledgeable about. <laughs> um, listen, but the thing is, uh, what he did last night, and I don't even want to say he had a good second half because people don't look at the true game. Mm-hmm. He had a good first half. What really fueled his fire last night was when he went two for 14, he finally started doing his job. He had nine or ten rebounds at halftime. He had three blocks in the first half, two or three. I thought he had three, but I think they only credited him with two in the first half. And I'm sitting there. Now, normally I would go on social media and I'd be ripping him for being two for 14. But I'm saying to my son watching the game, I said, no, he's doing his job tonight. They're hanging around because he's actually boarded. He had 17 defensive rebounds last night. That means 17 times he ended the Grizzlies' possession. The game is – I keep – every time I argue with people about MB, they want to tell me, he's an MVP, he had 40 points, he had 50 points. I look at the game a little different. I think Doc Rivers shares my view with the way I look at the game. The game is about possession. It's not about points. You're going to get points regardless. They're a good shooting team. They have guys that can score. But when you can limit the other team's possession – that's when you win basketball games. 
Well, Ryan, I, well, you're right on that, that part of it. And it, what's interesting is, Ryan, when, and I'm sure you, you, know, you remember, when, when, he first, when he first came out, when he first got in the league and became a star, he did that stuff more. Like, he was a better defender. He was, more, he was skinnier, more spry, healthier. As he's become a better scorer, he's done less of that. But, Ryan, last night I, I thought, like, the games that he's mopey and not shooting well, he usually checks out. He didn't check out last night. Can I just say one more thing? I think it also got Ryan, you're breaking up harder. a little bit there. Yeah, sorry, he fine. tried harder because they got in his face. And what Ike said, I mean, I'm sorry, not Ike, I apologize. That's my Atlanta slip. What Hughes, <laughs> sa- what Hughes said. We all get one. What Hughes said about Harden getting mad when Brooks got in his face. Yeah, for sure. But these guys need to play like that all the time. So I'll make one agreement with all the Embiid lovers. I'm obviously the most well-known Embiid hater in the city. I'll make one agreement with them. I'll get on board that if it doesn't work, can we please just blow it up after this year? Trade him, let Harden walk, and just start over. Well, it feels like, and Ryan, we preached a phone call, it feels like this is, this is the end of their run. They, they got a chance this year. Speaking of Embiid haters here, um, have, you ever, have you ever heard about the, uh, the call to my show? Mad Mike is his name? No, I have not. All Who right, Mad so Mike? Mad Mike's a caller, WIP caller. He, he calls all, all the shows. And he's, he got the name Mad Mike. He's usually mad at everything. Like, he just hates everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, Howie Roseman's his guy. He just hates Howie. But a couple years ago, you there was a – Embiid was struggling. He got booed, and then he basically shushed the crowd. Like he told everyone to stop booing him. Like he, he was annoyed that the crowd was booing him, even though he wasn't mm. playing well. He and he was not. He was kind of out of shape at that point. So the next night, Mad Mike called my show at night, and he basically went crazy on Embiid. He said he's out of shape. Trade him. Get him out of here. So WIP took the clip of that from my show, and we made it a video and put it on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Right? Embiid found the clip and retweeted it. It got like a million views, but the funniest part was everyone thought it was me that was talking. Mm-hmm. So like for years, everyone was like, you're the guy who hated Embiid. You wanted him out of here. You called him out of shape. And I was frustrated with Embiid, but it was actually the caller that was saying all those things. So there, there's been up and down with Embiid. Did the it fan motivate base. him, though? I hope. I mean, he, I think he takes that kind of stuff as motivation. Yeah, I mean, but it could, because anytime I look at it like this, anytime that you're retweeting negative stuff that they're saying about, it, about you, you're, you're not doing anything but adding fuel to the fire. Yeah. Like, because people know that it gets under your skin. So, yeah, I, I mean, and, and, and obviously for you to, to be in a situation where to be playing better, you, you, you had to be motivated behind it. I, you know, I hope, last night there was a difference in Embiid late in that game. I, I hope maybe it was the Kevin Garnett stuff. Like, you have your head coach saying, hey, Kevin Garnett wouldn't allow this. And then, and that, not only that, Joe, I look at basketball players and I think, like, they're motivated and driven by championships because that's how you become infamous. You you become infamous when you win championships. I think that's what drove uh, KD. KD when he went to mm-hmm. went to Golden State. You know, I think that's what initially drove him when he went to uh, to Brooklyn because he wanted to be a part of a of a, of a winning franchise. That's why he went to Phoenix. You well, look at that, that team in Phoenix with him there; they got a shot. You're totally. I mean, it, that that is the NBA. I mean, that that's. Just look at when we rank the top players. Why are we ranking them there? Because they won. Yeah. I mean, like, just use Harden for an example as part of this team. What's the big difference? If you look at the stats, Harden and Kobe Bryant, they're not that much different, right? They both Kobe had, got championships. Kobe's got five titles. <laughs> yeah, and that's what it is, man. And, you know, that's, what, that's one of the things, talking about Kobe Bryant, rest in peace, that's what motivated him to win the championships that he won without Shaq mm-hmm. because he used to hear all the time, how Shaq, he won the, like Shaq won those championships. So he went out and he, he motivated his team. To- we get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. 
Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Do that. That's the ultimate motivator, man, is, is to be known as one of those guys that has a ring. That's probably what lit the fire under uh, Joel Embiid when you talk about uh, Kevin Garnett. Kevin Garnett won a championship. Yes, he did. He won a championship. And before before he got to Boston, he was always like, well, yeah, he's good, but he doesn't but win not, anything. Yeah, yeah. Because that, that's what, like, when you talk to fans about basketball, that's the measuring stick. That's the measure. When you talk about Michael Jordan and LeBron James, that's the measuring stick. How many championship belts do you have? How many championships have you won? And that's the thing here, and they haven't gotten close enough. 215-592-9494. Are you starting to believe in the Sixers as a true title contender? I am, and it's taken me – the last couple of years I've been very negative on this team. I, I feel it. I feel this is different here. Julius in West Philly. Hey, Julius. What's going on, fellas? Thank you for taking my call. What's up, What's Julius? On, what are you thinking? What's going on? Hugh, man, just wanted to say, man, glad to have you back in the city or whatnot, man. As a young Eagles fan starting out in 99 and 2000, man, you guys were giving that business with that Jim Johnson defense, man. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you. No problem, man. To my Sixers point, man, I'm hearing a lot of, like, criticism about contracts and different things like that in regards to Tobias, and it's like, at the end of the day, we can't do much now, so all I'm asking for is just a little consistency. And last night, I'm big on synergy, right? And uh, that possession, um, when Tobias hit that three and come back down and Joel hits that dunk, I think it was, you know, it reminded me of 01 back in, you know, AI days and different things like that. You felt that energy in the building. And the only thing I asked for is that, you know, moving forward, they're just consistent. They find their roles, and it's a big test in front of us with these next four games. And if they can do that, I think uh, they, they're going to be getting there giving a lot of business out to the league. Well, it's interesting you mentioned the, the synergy and consistency, Julius, because they've changed this team a lot over the years, right? Like almost every year they add a new piece. They add another big piece, obviously the Harden trade last year. This is the first time in a while that we've seen, you know, their top four guys play together for like a year, right? Since the Harden trade, Tobias, Joel, Harden, Maxi. They've had a lot of turnover here. You know, maybe continuity is a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, if Tobias can – find his picker spots and find his spots and hit the jump shot. And I think um, another point with Joel, he was struggling in the first half, but, you know, on the defensive end, if he can just step up and get those blocks and grab those boards and find his spots also, it's just about that. And, you know, add a little bit of P.J. Tucker with a corner three here and there, and I think you got uh, a recipe for some success moving forward into the playoffs. Well, they had that last night, yeah. And, and you know, he, he mentioned the defense. I mean, that was Joel. That's why they won last night, Joel's defense. Yeah, he stepped up. They all stepped up, man, and that 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 was the 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 catalyst for them to win that game, and the fact that you know Memphis they couldn't they couldn't buy a bucket. Man, Bain was hot earlier, then they got cold. Yeah, they couldn't buy a bucket towards there. Maybe the maybe what they say the uh, weekend legs caught up with them towards the end of the game. It could have pretty good at the beginning. Yeah, they had their legs early, but, but boy, I, I don't know if I've seen an athlete like John Morant. Man, he took off from the foul line, <sighs> looked like, and he was like he was almost hanging like sideways. When Joel Embiid denied him, I don't know if I've seen a guy that small that jumps that high. I mean, I, like, there's been some great athletes in the NBA that could jump and dunk, but man, he's he's tiny. Yeah, he's a little dude. He, and he, he's 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 kind of fearless too. He, he he's got some AI go up, in him. Yeah, because to go up against go, go up against Joel Embiid like that, like you giving up you giving up some poundage. You're I think up a lot. They said during the broadcast he leads the NBA in points per game in the paint. Think about how small he is. Yeah. He's a guy, that he, guy. He's, he's fearless. In the he is. He reminds me. He's got some AI to him. Cisco and Bluebell. What's up, Cisco? 
Good morning, gentlemen. What's going on, man? How you doing? What's up, buddy? I'm, I'm doing okay. Now, with this Sixer thing, now, first of all, Hugh. Yes, sir. You didn't live through the process like I did, okay? No, I know. Respectfully, I, I get that. I, I totally get that. <laughs> okay. But, you know, I, I went through the process, and I went through the uh, second round out uh, during the playoff. You know, I've seen this movie before. I really have. I'm not on board. I'm really not. You know, they wake me when they get past the second round. So, so, so let me, let me, I just want to get into your psyche here a little bit, Cisco. It seems like no matter what they do, until we get there, it doesn't matter. Well, I think what they have to do, they do not have to win the championship, but I think they should be in the finals, at least. Well, that that is a high bar, but Cisco, here's what the, here's what has to be different this year. It's the second round thing. I mean, it's it's been their glass ceiling now for for a half decade. Right. And I've seen this, like I said, this move, this movie I saw last night. I've seen it before. But is that is that a fair assessment though? Because we haven't, you know, it is. But I do think we're, we're not giving this team, th- this year, right? This, is this a different oh, squad. Come on, stop it. You <laughs> see one game where they really took off and, and won a game. One game last night, and now everyone's supposed to go. Well, no, but maybe, maybe the script has a little twist to it this time, Cisco. It could oh, be. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. We got a maybe out now, of them. One thing I want to say mm-hmm. after that game, I, I always tape all the games, okay, or record them. And after that game, you know, when all the players are around each other and they're hugging, I saw MB approach James Harden last night, and James Harden sort of pushed him away. Like kidding now, around, you, or what do you mean? No, it wasn't. <laughs> I ain't seen him smiling, okay? And James Harden knew that camera was there, too. Now, if you record this game, I want you to go and look at this. Now, it may not mean anything, but I saw that. And I don't see that between two teammates happen that often. Yeah, I'll, we'll go it check it out. Yeah. between opponents, but not teammates. Yeah, we'll so check it out. you're basically saying he didn't want, he didn't want, he didn't want a, Embiid's love? That's what you're saying? That's what I'm saying. But, I, you know, and I'm just a layman, okay? And I'm just a fan, but that didn't look right. To me on camera. No, I, I got you. And, and uh, Cisco, and we appreciate it. Hugh, I do think, and I didn't see that particular thing he's talking about last night. We, we were talking about something else that, that was on camera last night during yeah. that game. But I, I do think the body language stuff, that you can read you can read things into yeah, that. Well, because, you know, especially what we do for a living, Joe, sometimes that's all you have. Mm-hmm. And you look at, at, at the way that guys act around one another. I don't know. I like you said. I have to go look at that. But if that if that's the case, that's not that's not what you want. No. When you're getting ready to go on a playoff run. And this, I mean, this stretch down the next, and they were talking about a lot last night during the broadcast. The next twenty some games is is, the, is everything. I mean, we're going to find out where they're going to be seated. Can they get themselves potentially in that two seed? It's it's a and the schedule really tightens up here the next you know month or so. They twelve of their next seventeen on the road. It is a big stretch for the Sixers. It felt different to me last night. I'm starting to believe in them as a true title contender for the first time in a long time. Craig. Our guy Craig in D.C. What's up, Craig? Craig. Uh, yo, what's up, Joe G and Hugh Douglas? What's up, fellas? What's going on, man? How you doing? Today? Hey, buddy. What are you thinking today? Man, yo, just let me first congratulate you. I tell you, boy, Ryan Lakin, boy, he up there like he up there like Howie, man. He done put together an E-team at WIP. You guys going to rule the world, baby. Well, we was already the baddest city in the world for sports talk. 
But man, I'm just proud of you guys, man. Show's going great already, man. Keep well, up the good you. work. Well, now you put now you put in the pressure. I mean, Howie yeah. put together a 14 and three team. Yeah, we got to win. That's right. That's right. He, hey, he set the standard, baby. So you know what y'all y'all got to lift. Hey, y'all the voice of the other squad. So we we expect that greatness, fellas. Hundred percent, man. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Once again, yeah. Welcome, you, and I uh, appreciate the Eagles' love. You know, hey, man. I've been an Eagles fan. Like I said, man. I got a good quick point, man. On the, on the Sixers and on the Eagles. Um, it the, the Eagles thing, oh, man. It, it hurts, man. It hurts real bad. And this is why I say this. And and Ike Ike made a good point yesterday, fellas. We lost. Basically, to Andy Reid, Pat Mahomes, and Kelsey, we had the better team, okay? But the problem is, that doggone Mahomes, man, I tell you, the only thing I can relate to him is he's the Michael Jordan of football. And what I fear, fellas, is that by us missing that opportunity, and of course the refs had to play and everything else, but the fumble by Jalen was huge. Mm -hmm. But what I fear is... Man, we we in this time zone where we're right up there with it's almost like the Carl Malone, John Stockton thing, you know, when, mm-hmm. when Jordan was winning his championships. I, man, this Chiefs team, they, it's it's scary, fellas. I mean, I, I don't know what else. What are we going to do, you know, to maximize? Because we're going to lose a lot of defensive players, and I know he was the man, how he's the man. But what are we going to do to sustain? And 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 I know the NFC is not as strong as. As, as the AFC, mm-hmm. but I, I think I like our odds of going back, but I want to get you guys' thoughts on that. Well, know? that's the silver lining, Craig. The, the, the conference is the right. silver lining. If they were in the AFC, you know, their chances would just go down dramatically. Not because they're not a good team, but like they'd have to go through Burrow and Mahomes and Allen be, every be, year. The, the gauntlet would be a lot tougher. But I'll, I'll say this, exactly. to, to, you, to your point about the, the players that we're going to lose, you got to have a hell of a draft this year. I know that's something that we're not talking about because we're mostly focusing on the fact that we're going to lose a lot of people. Yep. But, boy, you better bring in some fire breathers. You got to hit home. Like, And this is the thing. Yes, sir. The first two <laughs> picks that you have, that those should be a given. I'm Take talking about right. them later picks. Like, you got to yes. hit home runs with those later picks, yes. man. That's the bread and butter, what they call the Jimmies and Joes yes. of the league. You yes, got to hit on the Jimmy and Joes, man. Yes, sir. And then, and then, to, and then to my sixth point real quick, fellas. Like I said, I like what we saw last night, but here's the problem with the Sixers, fellas. And, I, and I'm telling you, man, I used to do this with Ben Simmons. Toby, you know, I, you know, Joe's a good caller. I love him to death, you know, but he, he, I, I can't agree with him about Toby. Toby, man, the guy is so damn inconsistent, fellas. I just can't – I can't get – you know, we know he's getting paid a lot of money, but the problem is, is we are at, at times of a game – we the only people we can depend on is, is JoJo and Harden. We don't. We, there are times when our team is stacked up against this Boston team. That, that last time they played Boston, Boston went crazy. Oh, I, mean, I know. Boston had so many three point shooters. They got so many shoot. We just don't have enough. Our bench is weak, and I, I just feel like we're on the same track again, fellas. It's going to be a more first or second round entry. You know what I mean? I, or I'll exit possibly in the playoffs. And like I said, I'm with y'all, man. Doc. I, I, you know, they got to blow this thing up. Harden can leave, everything. If they go out again second round, fellas, you know, hey, I'm, I'm out on the Sixers, man. They they really need to retool that team. You know what I mean? What you guys think? That was basically what Joe was saying, that you need somebody else to step up. You need yeah. a third guy. You need somebody to be more consistent, and that might be Tobias. It could be. Well, they, it's someone, right? Because you can't – might not, be two, Tyrese Maxey. Two, two's not enough. I mean, Ty, yeah. Before the year, Hugh, Tyrese, I, I think we overrated him a little bit. We got too high on how good he is. I mean, mm-hmm. he's still really young, but – 
you know, people got all crazy about how he's going to be an all-star and this and that. He's just not fully there yet. But they, they're going to need a third guy to step up, no doubt about that, and, and give them some points. And last night they got it from Toby Late. One thing, and, and you mentioned you the draft and now how big it's going to be for the Eagles this year. They have the 10th pick and the, uh, what, the 30th pick in the draft? Yes. So you and I, I think before the show yesterday, we were talking about that. It was an article Dave Spadaro wrote over at the Eagles website. Talking about the parallels and, 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 and comparing and contrasting the year that, that, that I was here compared to the, the, the next year. Yeah, I think he was comparing 01 to versus this year we just had, right? And yeah. how you guys, you lost a lot of people, a lot of free and, agents. And you were able to fill those holes. So he went into the draft that year, into 02, right? But you guys had a great year in 02. And in the 0-2 draft, the Eagles took Lito Shepard, Michael Lewis, Sheldon Brown, and then Brian Westbrook. Mm-hmm. That is an amazing draft. Yes, I mean that that repl- I mean that rebuilt the entire secondary behind you, and it re and it obviously what Brian Westbrook became was amazing. And now look, is how we going to have a draft that good? Probably not. But they need to find starters with those first two picks. Starters, yes, they do. And, and 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 you know what? No disrespect to Brian Westbrook because he's a he's a Hall of Fame Eagle. But he was considered a Jimmy or a Joe mm-hmm. when you talk about where he was picked at. Sure. And he he you read huge dividends by getting that guy. So yeah, you got it. Like man, listen, we get so caught up with the first few picks. You know, everybody wants to be a draft analyst and all this other stuff. Talking about we saw these kids in school. That's not what makes your team go. It's it's hitting home runs in those later picks. That's going to sustain your team. Well, if you look at the Eagles, I think it was the 2018 draft. You they got Avante Maddox, Josh Sweat, and they got Mylotta, like between the third and the and the seventh round. <laughs> yes, I mean that's think about that. This team, like that's three of the best players on this team. Yeah. So it's it's gigantic this year, and it's it's really and the combine starts next week. So we'll be, we'll be starting to talk about this a lot. Let's go to Brandon in bed selling. Hey, Brandon, how's it going? What's going Listen, on, man? Uh, How you doing? A couple quick things. Hey, thanks for having me on there. I want to say, I really, really enjoy your radio station. I really like radio all time. I was always playing stream on my phone. But I'll stuck out in the middle of nowhere. I work out in the boondocks of PA. I was trying to get an evil game. My phone wasn't working. I went online. I found you guys. So I've been listening to you for weeks now. So get that off my chest. Oh, Brandon, uh, we appreciate that. Yes, uh, and we appreciate, you know, obviously everyone listening. Yeah, the Odyssey app, and I'm assuming you found it there, Brandon, or maybe streaming it online. But the Odyssey no, app. No, I went on the went on the radio, actual radio. I didn't know that. Cool, yeah. Well, that's good to know too. Yeah, we got the Odyssey uh, app, and, and the, Brandon, before you go on, if you never have, download it, and you can rewind our show or any show, right? So if you missed the beginning, you could go back, and it's like DVR for radio. But go ahead, Brandon. Appreciate you. Um, secondarily, the 76ers, I haven't listened and or watched them since high school 20 years ago, but. Um, Hopefully, I'm thinking about going to see a game because I'm, I heard about Mac McClung and I saw him do that crazy dunk, and I want to see if he's actually going to be playing with. Was he playing last night? No, he was no, but he did ring the bell. He rung the bell he last bell. night, and he okay. was behind okay. the bench with his night. He had on, right. I think he had on a pair of J's. I'm not sure. I couldn't see I his think shoes, he did too. but I'm assuming because you know that's what everybody wears now. So he <laughs> probably had on a nice little pair of J's. So close but no cigar. Okay, I look forward <laughs> to seeing him on the field, on the on the court. Um, lastly. The Eagles Super Bowl. Hate to be the dead horse. You know, everybody's still heard about it. I'm still heard about it. Probably you heard for the next 10, 15 years until we win again. Um, but when I was watching the game, I did not see the quarterback get get his, yeah, get his eye, get his, uh, his face touched when he fumbled, right? Everyone kept saying he just fumbled, he just dropped the ball, Jalen. But um, did you guys see that, and how do you feel about the face mask? Grab, uh, as yeah. opposed to at the end of the game when you know we had a little pass interference allegedly if he saw him touch him so if his face was touched 
that wasn't called, but the back was touched for interference. Yeah, and, and Brandon, it's fair to bring up Hugh. I saw it. It was very slight, right? That the, the B- Bolton's hand went near his face mask. Uh-huh. It did look like he he reacted weird, as if the he felt the hand near his face. It was an odd play that he just dropped the ball. Yeah, but you know sometimes that happens in a game, and it I guess is up to the discretion of the ref yeah. whether or not he's going to call that. It was very quick. It was yeah, like slight. It was yeah, like, you know. it didn't look like he grabbed it. He kind of just like hit it and slapped it. It, it. Like when you look at the picture of it, like the the screenshot of it, it looks like he grabbed the face mask. But if you look at it in real time, he, he didn't really grab. Yeah, it. Yeah, it, it wasn't significant, but maybe it did impact things. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Let's tell you, hop in. Are you starting to believe in the Sixers? Truly, is a title contender. I am. After last night, it, it, something hit me last night. That felt different. Mental toughness was there. Joel finishing that game strong. Big shots by James Harden down the stretch. Are you buying into the Sixers team as a true title contender? We'll continue the conversation on the Sixers. And let's throw in a major name for the Eagles defensive coordinator. We'll do it on the other side. Brought up a little bit on our show yesterday. He's still out there. It is a major name. Obviously, the Eagles don't have their guy because they're still doing all these interviews. And they lost fans to Joseph Esther. We'll throw a major name in the mix. Get your thoughts on it for the Eagles defensive coordinator. That's next. Hugh Douglas, Joe Giglio, Sports Radio 94 WIP. And looking for tickets for a game concert or show coming up. I think we all are, especially this time of year. It's great to go to all these events. Well, finding tickets for a fair price is, is hard nowadays, but it doesn't have to. We just had a call a few minutes ago saying he wants to go to a Sixers game. Well, download the Game Time app. You're going to guarantee to find the lowest price for the tickets you want. I downloaded this a few days ago. I've been on there you know, a bunch the last couple of days finding tickets. I'm going to take my kids to a Sixers game coming up in the next couple of weeks. Look, it's fast and easy to use, and you could see your exact seats and the view from them before you purchase. I mean, you got to put yourself in the arena, in the stadium, wherever. Again, the app is called Game Time. All you have to do is download it, enter your email, use the promo code WIP for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. That's it. Just do it. Hop in. WIP is your promo code. Game Time. Last-minute tickets. Lowest price. Guaranteed. Welcome back. Sports Radio 94 WIP. It is the Midday Show. You, Douglas, Joe Gillio, Nick Earnshaw's in for Kyle behind the glass. Hey, you guys with us, 215-592-9494. It's how you hop aboard on this Friday morning as we uh, we take you through here. And we'll get back to all the calls here on the Sixers because I am starting to believe in this team for the first time in a long time. Great win last night. Mental toughness showed. But but we want to throw a name in the mix. I want to throw a name in the mix here, you, for this Eagles defensive coordinator. So, We've talked a lot this week about the names, who's in, you know, who they're interviewing. Obviously, Vance Joseph yesterday took the Broncos job, so mm-hmm. he is out of the mix. And and I saw a video Elliot did yesterday. It was interesting. He was talking about how it's going to be difficult to replace Gannon. He was giving his reasons, and 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 one of them was, you know, this a team in transition here, defense in transition, high expectations, and the coordinator here has got to like handle a lot, right? You're you're the head coach of the defense. And you, there's a name out there that hasn't been connected to the Eagles yet. Mm-hmm. Came up on our show a little bit yesterday. I heard Afternoon was talking about it. but And I wouldn't even have thought of this guy because I just kind of thought he moved on from coaching. But he did interview for the Broncos job. So, mm-hmm. he, so it tells me he's interested. Vance Joseph got that job. But you, I, I am intrigued by the idea of the Eagles calling up Rex Ryan and saying, you know what, Rex, if you're interested in coaching again, why not come to Philadelphia? I mean, he knows the city. His dad goes here for a long time. Rex Ryan as the Eagles' next defensive coordinator. When I say that, you, how does it hit you? Uh, I think that's a bad idea, Joe. All I right. really, really do. Tell and me. I'm going to tell you why. Work, now, listen, hear me out. From, and this is me looking from the perspective of, of watching the Eagles from afar mm-hmm. and just looking at some of the press conferences that I've seen Nick Sirianni do. To me, he's – and it's not a bad thing. Don't, don't get me wrong when I say this. He's a little arrogant. He's a little arrogant. And, 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 and he feels like he's – it's an all-about-me guy. 
because I'm going back to those press conferences. Well, the, the game where he had, where he told the ref, you know what he's doing. And when he was looking in the, in the, in the uh, camera's face, shaking his head, yeah. You bring Rex Ryan here, son of Buddy Ryan, to Philadelphia. Who do you think is going to be the bigger story? Rex. Rex is definitely going to be the bigger story. Who do you think people are going to want to talk to because of the things that he said in the past because he's a human quote machine? Rex. Rex. I don't know. And and like I said, this is me on the outside looking in. I don't know if Nick Sirianni's ego, Coach Sirianni, I should say, would handle that, could handle that. I don't I don't know. Now that that's a question that when you look at the coordinators that we had, they you could answer this better than me. Were they guys that were in, you know, talked a whole lot? Were they guys that gave you no. gave you Nuggets? Now, get you on anything like I that? I mean, Gannon just talked on. I think it was Wednesdays that the coordinators took yeah. to the press conferences, but he was pretty quiet. Other than that, um, you know, he would answer questions for people's articles or whatever. But no, Jonathan Gannon was was not a loud guy, not one that we heard a lot of quotes from. Kind of reserved, quiet. The players liked him and all that, but it wasn't. He, his personality was not a thing here. Like that zoom zoom thing that we were playing a lot yeah, this week. That was the most personality that he showed. Yeah, he was, and the uh, this, you know a couple weeks ago against the Niners when that someone was on video and said we're gonna gut those guys. Yeah. That was the most personality he showed in two years. So so Rex, from to your point, would be a total opposite personality. Yeah, and 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 my thought is this: egos, egos can get away and get in the way of good relationships especially when you're in a situation where you feel like somebody's getting more love than you. I've seen it. I've seen it firsthand where, where ego, like the egos are so strong because you feel one way or another about how somebody's treating somebody else that it could undermine the ultimate goal and the ultimate goal is to win a Super Bowl. Yeah, what well, is two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four? I'm interested in the Rex Ryan idea. And I, and I do, I, I do think what you're saying there is, is certainly, you know, it's, it's gotta be in the back of the Eagles mind, but, but a couple of things stand out to me about Rex. So, I looked it up today because I was I was like, how old is he? Because he always looks kind of young. He's got a young look to him. He's only sixty, so he's got time. If he wants to coach, he could still coach again. He's still pretty spry. He is. He is. And has a little bit of a foot fetish. Well, that there's that. Yeah, but you know, all right. Everybody has something. Everybody does. And and here's a couple things about Rex that I do think would work here. One, they need a coordinator on defense. We've said it a lot this week. That can handle that whole side, right? Sirianni's like you, and he's had head coaching experience, right? You need to kind of be the head coach of defense. Obviously got the job in Arizona. Rex could do that. Just take over the defense. Two players have always loved Rex Ryan. Yes. Like they will play hard for this guy. And the third thing is, in we yesterday when this came up on our show a little bit, Hugh, we were talking about how we wonder how the new game Rex would apply himself. Yeah, how to that. would he, how, how how has could he adapt to the new new style of play? I think he can. And one thing that stood out to me, I was thinking back um, when he was the head coach of the Jets. They beat the Patriots in a playoff game. Yes, they did. And he he won with Mark Sanchez as quarterback because his defense shut down the Patriots. And one thing I remember from that game was, because, you know, we talk about blitzing. Should you blitz too much, too aggressive? I remember that game. He dropped eight in the covers the whole game. He just rushed three because he yeah. was trying to get into the lanes for Brady throwing. Like he, Rex Ryan comes off sometimes as kind of a goofball. He's smart. He's a smart guy. And guys like playing for him. Yes. I could just imagine. You know, you, you hear, you remember the Bar Scott can't wait. Mm-hmm. Like, you listen to the way that those players talk about him, they run through a brick wall for that guy. They would. They, they would they, run through a brick wall for that guy. Those guys in Baltimore did it. They did it in New York. I'm interested. I, I, I think Biggest the Eagles— concern. 
would be can can Coach Sirianni's ego? I know handle that. I it, it's certainly a, a, something to note, and I think it's a, a big factor. But I'm interested. I, I think the Eagles should call up Rex Ryan and interview him. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. We'll throw that in the mix as well. Would you be interested in Rex Ryan as the next Eagles defensive coordinator? And the last thing I'll say is we see this sometimes. You were coordinator, uh, a guy who gets a chance as a coach, right? Obviously, Rex got the Jets and the Bills. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes those guys have a uh, they realize they're not a head coach. Yeah, because it's 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 a different it's a different day. It's a different way of planning. It's a different way of of, of delegating duties and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Everybody can't handle that. I think about Wade Phillips. Wade got, had a chance to be a head coach a couple times, right? You know, and obviously the last stop was with the the Dallas Cowboys. But then I think it was where'd he go? He went to Denver when Peyton he was went to there. Denver, yeah, he was on the defensive side when Kubiak was the head coach. So sometimes those guys settle in. They're like, you know what? I'll go back to doing what and I they love. They know what they like to do, man, and they like like it's a different responsibility. And and you know what I remember about Wade? Wade used to Instagram a lot. He used to Instagram a lot. Yeah, and I remember him having a picture of him paying homage to his dad, Bum Bum Phillips, and, and wearing a long coat and a big ten gallon hat. And I just thought that was the coolest thing, man, that he was on Instagram doing his Instagram thing. Yeah, I, I, I like the idea. I, I think there's something there, and, and the Eagles should call up Rex Ryan. 215-592-9494. Let's go to the phone lines here. Your reaction to the Sixers last night. Are you believing in this team as a true title contender? And would you be interested, yes or no, Rex Ryan as an Eagles defensive coordinator? John is at Philly. What's up, John? John. Well, good morning, guys. How you doing? Great first week. Thank hey, you, brother. Thanks, Appreciate John. It. What's up, buddy? Hey, listen, I, I want to talk a little bit about the Sixers. And uh, I think I think I do feel kind of what you're feeling, Joe, as far as the change. I, see, I do see a difference in Embiid, which kind of gives me you know, a lot of hope. I mean, at the beginning of the year when he was talking about how oh, uh, Philly wants me traded, I thought he was going to you know, crawl into a shell and pout all year. But he hasn't done that. He's performed. I mean, last night was a perfect example. I mean, he did not offensively have the greatest first half. But he picked it up defensively, and he, and he rebounded, and he did the things that he needed to do to push the team forward, and that is definitely a positive sign. Now, we'll see what we'll see what comes specifically in the next five games. The six game, you know, the six game stretch is going to be a real test for him. But yeah, I'm kind of feeling what you are as far as last night. I do feel a little bit of positivity, but I don't want to fall into the trap. Well, that John, that's what it is. I think a lot of people this morning want to feel excited because that was an exciting win last night, but we've had so much of this over the years where it's like, really, am I going to get all in? Am I getting invested in, in you know February, March, and then have my heart broken in the first week of May? And we're still healing. We're still healing from it. I mean, this, don't, don't forget, we're still kind of healing from yeah. the Super Bowl. Too. I think that's it, John. What you said there is a big part of it, that the city has is, is still got you know a broken heart on this whole thing, and it's like, am I going to get invested in another team now? Yeah, I mean, and that's, that's true. I mean, like the, 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 you know, excuse me, the uh, Sixers have let us down the last couple of years by early exits. And, you know, we are hurting and we're trying to look for something, but we're afraid to look at them right now because we don't want to get hurt. Well, it is. And, and that, I don't think that will change for a lot of people until they, until they really start putting something together in this big month. John, what do you think about this defensive coordinator thing? I mean, I, I'll tell you what. I mean, I would absolutely love Rex Ryan because I think he brings an attitude and a style that would be perfect for Philly. I mean, I talked to you earlier in the week about Gannon not embracing Philly. I think not only would Ryan embrace Philly, I really do believe that Philly would embrace him. I mean, yeah, he's he's definitely the kind of defensive coordinator and has a style that we as Philly, you know, have been used to for all these years. So, I mean, that would really be intriguing and would get me excited. Yeah, and then in terms of the style, for sure, John. John, we appreciate the phone call. Hugh, the other thing about all these candidates, like, Vance Joseph, we talked about him a lot this week. Mm-hmm. We knew we like he has a track record, right? He's been a head coach, he's been a good defensive coordinator. 
all these other guys that they're talking to right now, they're unknowns. Like, maybe they'll be good. I, I don't know. Maybe Denar Wilson would be good. Maybe Glenn Schumann, the 32-year-old from Georgia, would be good. But they have a, a team that's just in the Super Bowl. They might hand this defense over to a guy we have no idea and about. that's the thing that we're afraid of. Yeah. We're afraid of handing over to a guy who is going to make his name off of a team that we're expecting so much from, mm-hmm. especially on the defensive side of the ball. Now, that could go one or two ways, like, like I talked about earlier. In the week, Andy Reid was a quarterback's coach. And we, when he first got here, wasn't anybody sold on Big Red. Mm-mm. They weren't. He had to earn our respect. Now, that could still happen, and I'm willing to to give somebody a chance. But in the situation that we're in now and, and, and still healing from this loss, you want somebody that you that makes you feel good about the direction the team is potentially going. In. And and that's to go back to the Rex Ryan thing. Like, there's not guessing there. I mean, there's, to your point, there's guessing on how the egos would mix and it, yeah. it could everyone handle each other in, in the building. But like, if Rex Ryan was a coordinator, his defense would be good. I, I I don't remember many Rex Ryan defenses ever that were bad. And they and they got the most out of the personnel that he had. Yes, got I the mean, most out of personnel. He did. I, I, Guys I, would run through a brick wall for Rex. They love that guy. Let's talk to Rob at Glen Olden. What's up, Rob? Rob. Yo, guys, what's up, man? How you doing? What's up, Joe? What's up, Hugh? What's going on, man? How hey, you Rob. Doing? Listen, listen. First with the Sixers, then I got a comment on the Rex Ryan thing. My, my thing with the Sixers is, Joe, how many times have you said their season starts second round of the playoffs? Their season starts if Joe Embiid is healthy. No phantom illness. No phantom, you know, uh, getting elbowed in his eye, which wasn't his fault. It's just nothing random happened. A healthy Joel Embiid and the second round, that's when the Sixers season starts to me. Yeah, the win last night was like a playoff type, like an atmosphere. And usually the Sixers blow a big lead and come back. This time they came back from a big lead. But to me, that's my opinion with the Sixers. That's when their season starts. Second round of the playoffs. So. Well, I th- I don't think you're the only one, Rob, that feels that way. That 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 they they ha- it's like wake me up when the games really matter because we've seen a lot of the regular season success. Something though last night, Rob, about the way they fought through that. That that was a little different. Yep, usually we're the one blowing a twenty point lead like we've done in the playoff. I games. know, I know. We've done it in the play in key playoff games. So it was nice to see him battle back. I heard Joel maybe wasn't feeling well. Is that was true or not? Or maybe I misheard, but. You know, he was a monster on the defensive end, especially come the second half. Even though he had his shot blocked, he didn't put his head down. He still was like a monster on the defensive end. So I was glad to see that. So I can't call him street clothes, you. I can't, can't call, call him no, street. So street clothes name does not apply for Joel. No, that's AD. Yeah. Yeah. Right? He was a monster. And real quick on the Rex deal, listen, I want to ask you about the X and O's, and you kind of said it here. You know, you think he's really good with the X and O part, so that kind of answers my point. All I know for you guys and for everybody on WIP, That'll friggin' be great for the ratings. I'll tell you that. Rex Ryan is our defensive That's what I'm saying, man. He's a, he's a quote machine. He's a quote machine, but I don't know how much the head coach would, would allow him to be able to to communicate with, with the media. Yeah, that, might, know, that might be a problem. You know more about that than what I would, Hugh. So, you know, we'll see what happens, but uh, it definitely would be a good talking point. I'll tell you that Well, for sure. yeah, I mean, Rex is always good for, for media business, for sure. I mean, and he's good on TV, what he does now. But, Hugh, to your point, it, it, it is rare when a coordinator is a bigger star than the coach. Yeah, it is. And I think that by Rex coming here, simple fact, because of who his dad was, he becomes that. He becomes an instant star coming to Philadelphia because he's going to probably do something to make sure he endears himself to the city. I could definitely see him doing that, man. Well, the camera would be on him a lot. All the time. It, all the time. And Especially it, when the defense say something happens and he's upset. Like, he, he would be a big story, no question about that. Yeah, and he was. When he was with the Jets, I remember they, were, they had hard knocks, like 2010, around that time. They were good then. That's when they went to those title games um, with Sanchez, the quarterback. He was the star of the show. 
It wasn't any of the players. Like they, no. they had, and they had some star players. Ladainian Tomlinson was on one of those teams. Like they had some guys on those teams. Antonio Holmes. The, the camera was on Rex the entire time. Yeah, because he was he was that dude. You know, it's it's funny because I think Mark Sanchez does a great job on television. But every time I see him, I think of his face running into the back of somebody's ass. <laughs> the butt that, that 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 is an image that I cannot unsee. Every Bum time I look at him, <laughs> is that what I? That's what I see. His his face. In the back of somebody's ass. It's like every some people, some famous people have one moment that like that's the, that's what everyone remembers. That's yeah. Mark Sanchez. That's Mark in a, in a nutshell. He in could nutshell. he could become the number one broadcaster. And you'll yeah, never forget hey, he that. Use that guy that ran into something. Yeah. The, bu- the butt ass. fumble, man. Yeah. It, it, you can't forget that. It's no. just entrenched in everyone's mind with Mark Sanchez. Well, kind of try to say it in a way that makes him feel uncomfortable. Say, like, hey, butt fumble, <laughs> something like that, just make him uncomfortable. I, it situation. would make me feel uncomfortable. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Warren is at Gwinnett Hey, Warren. Hey, Joe. Hey, Hugh. What's Thanks going for on, taking man? my call. You got you, it, Warren. Hugh, you're, you're doing a great job in your first week, and you're really presenting yourself well with the fans. I just wanted to say thank you. So you ain't going to bring up that Atlanta thing this morning? <laughs> you're going to let that one go? I appreciate it if you do. <laughs> no, I missed it. <laughs> okay. Well, that's good. I brought oh, it yeah, up. Oh, yeah, never mind. Never yeah, mind. Don't worry about Andy, it, dude. Don't worry It wasn't it. like you <laughs> opened the show by saying, good morning, Atlanta. <laughs> Not that didn't happen. Good morning, Atlanta. <laughs> your, your heart's still in Atlanta, whatever. Um, Joe, you should listen to Hugh when he has his, his side, you should listen to him. So I would call the Sixers cautiously optimistic, but I wouldn't go any further than that until they're, you know, well past the second round getting into the finals. Well, I mean, more everybody feels. Yeah, it it, it does. Everybody feels the same. Everybody's heart's been broken. Like Hugh just said, we're still fresh off the, the Eagles loss. And, um, I'm concerned about Joel, and I'm concerned about uh, you know that we don't have three strong players, let alone five, and um, it's grueling once you get to the end of the season and into the playoffs. So, you know, one good game doesn't make a season. It does so not. Mike, no, but Warren, something we saw last night. I think we it's it's been missing the last few years. I mean, they've had nights like that first half last night where it's a bad half. Joel stinks. The body language is bad. Usually, they just roll over and die, and it's like oh, and they pretend it's a bad night. But we know deep down it's it's who they are. They fought last night, Warren. That that's different. Last night made me feel something different here. Well, you know, when you have to go deep, that that could take a lot out of you going into the next game. So, you know, I, I would just be, you know. Take one game at a time, and I, I don't think it can last. That's my problem. And, you know, like the other callers have said, you know, Joel is often hurt, um, has problems, uh, scheduled losses. <laughs> uh, it's just, you know, ups and downs with this, this team for all these years and the, the process, the process. So, yeah, at the end of this season, let's see where we are and give it time. Uh, and as far as Rex Ryan goes, I think uh, Hugh is exactly right that uh, – I can feel it already that he's bigger than Nick Sirianni. So I think Hugh has it right on the spot that um, that this could be a problem uh, with uh, ego and with uh, and with celebrity status that he kind of overshadows uh, uh, Sirianni and the Eagles going forwards. Yeah, that's that's the thing you kind of worried about. Like, and and this is me. Let me just say this: this is me coming from a perspective of where I don't really know Coach Sirianni that well. I'm just talking about what he could potentially be, Rex Ryan, that is, if he comes here, and that might, for Coach, might be a problem. But if he can handle that, then I'm all for Rex Ryan being here. Yeah, and that would be on – only Sirianni would know how he feels about that. But the the thing – here's the thing for me. If they had a great candidate right now, I I probably wouldn't even be considering this, but 
Do they have a great candidate? I mean, Vance Joseph was the one Some that had— Some of the names that we've, we thought it could potentially be are gone. Jim Leonard's out because he needs hip surgery. Uh, Vance Joseph went and took the Broncos job. So we're talking about Denard Wilson, who, you know, he's the in-house candidate, and maybe he would be do a really nice Glenn, job. Glenn Schumann from Georgia is, a, is another name that's been yep. thrown around. And we've talked about him a little bit. He's 32 years old. I mean, he's that's a young guy. Man, young guy. that's a lot on a young guy to come in and, and take over a team that's went to the Super Bowl. And then there's a couple assistants that Sirianni knows, uh, the Minter guy and the Shula guy. But these are not like you you know what you're getting. These, these are not names that, as an Eagle fan, make you feel comfortable yes. with the hire because it's it's the unknown. And, I mean, that's fair. It's the unknown. You don't know what they're going to bring to the table. But I will say this. If if there's a knock on, you you know, people saying, and I know you're not probably going to take fans, you know, perspective into accountability because you you look at it differently. You try to keep, you try to keep the, uh, Coach Gannon here. Mm-hmm. But you need to look at what's going to take your team to the next level. I think if, if you're going to get a new defensive coordinator, he has to maximize the talent that you have or, or come in with a fresh idea because we talked about it all week. You got to be different. You can't come into the, 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 the season the same exact team you were last year. And you got to learn from the mistakes that you made on the offensive and the defensive side of the Well, you do. And, and, and one of the issues they had in the Super Bowl was we think a lack of experience in the coaching staff. I mean, Rex Ryan has ran defenses for 12 years in the NFL. And, and for, mo- for the most part, I'm looking at his rankings right now, whether it be a coordinator or a head coach, we, you know, obviously ran the defense, a head coach. He had two times out of 12 years they were below the top 15 in the league. In nine times, top 10 defense in the NFL. This guy can coach. I know yeah. the personality's outsized. I know he's a character. But this guy could coach. I'm in. Drew's in Westchester. Hey, Drew. Hey, Drew. Hey, guys. Uh, so I got swamped at work. I didn't get the call uh, yesterday. But, Hugh, when you're a head coach, you should hire uh, Derek Gunn as your media guy because your interviews with him used to be priceless. I uh, loved those, the kid after the game. Yeah, you know, I ain't heard D-Gun stop in here, man. He been acting funny lately. Come on, D. Gotta, come on, D-Gun. Don't do me like that, man. Yeah, D-Gun, D-Gun's the GOAT. Love, uh, love D-Gun. Uh, that, was, uh, that was awesome. Um, I probably have an unpopular opinion here, but I would not be interested in Rex. And the reason why, it's nothing to do with ego. I just think being out of the game for six years is a long time. I know he's an analyst and all, but a lot has changed in terms of, you know, just the modern offense with, like, RPOs and other concepts. And I can't think of a lot of coordinators off the top of my head, but, you know, I feel like we've seen, like, really good coaches before, like Gruden and, like, Joe Gibbs struggle when they have come back. So I I would just have concerns about how long he's been out of the game for in terms of calling a defense. Drew, I think it's a fair point. You, that that does – that factor in like has the game passed them by a little bit have yeah. offenses changed so much if i'm not mistaken when we were talking about the uh the defensive coordinator from from uh from michigan mm-hmm. that's one of the names why we, they were mentioning his name because they're familiar with the rpo concepts and the fact that they're being implemented into the nfl now yep so i get what you're saying but if if you're coach ryan and if you've been watching football like we know he has I think you still keep, you know, one foot in to just know what the concepts are and how de- how defenses are countering the RPO. Because at this point, everybody's running a, a, a version of RPO offense, so you have to know how to counter that. Yeah, no, I hear you there. I, I don't think he'd be like a disaster or, or anything. I just, you know, would have concerns that it's been like over half a decade since he's, um, since he's called a defense. Um, super uh, – Super quick on the Sixers. So I'm a huge um, Eagles and uh, Phillies guy, and I feel like, you know, for 
bunch of years now. I've been a little um, jaded about the Sixers, but the only thing I was going to add is, um, you know, I watched the game last night, and I appreciate them covering the uh, three-and-a-half-point spread. So because they <laughs> did that, they won me some money. I will uh, going to try to get invested uh, going forward here, at least until the uh, – Phil Stark. So there I you hope go, they Drew. Can, and, you know, make me a believer. Yeah, and, and I don't know if you're watching, and Drew, we appreciate it the whole time, but the idea of them covering three and a half early in that game seems far fetched, but they got there. <laughs> they got there at the end. 215 592 9494. It's how you hop aboard on this Friday morning as we move into an afternoon. You, Douglas, Joe Gillette, will come back. All your phone calls. Are you believing in this Sixers team as a true title contender? I have held out for a long time, for years. I've been off the Sixers team. Something felt different to me last night. I'm back in believing. Are you? And Rex Ryan, as the Eagles' next defensive coordinator, in or out on the idea, we were debating it here, um, with the idea of Rex, because he interviewed for that Broncos job. He didn't get it. Vance Joseph did. I think the Eagles call up Rex Ryan. We'll discuss it. 215-592-9494, Sports Radio 94 WIP. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.